You're listening to the International Continent Society podcast. ICS is the leading international multidisciplinary organization for medical professionals working in the field of incontinence. ICS provides the latest scientific and clinical updates to professionals in the field. Dear friends, dear colleagues, uh, dear members of the International Continent Society, um, I'm very, very pleased today uh, to welcome uh, four uh, well-known uh, faculty for our upcoming uh, roundtable at the next ICS, uh, which will be held in September in Toronto. Um, so we're going to go over a quick uh, overview of um, each individual who will take part to this uh, roundtable and also the topics that we'll cover and, and, and probably trying to give you some reasons to uh, come with us and, and share this, this moment with us in Toronto next September. So I'm Benoit Perronet, urologist from France with a special interest, of course, in functional urology and neurourology. Uh, I'm working in Rennes. University Hospital in France, west side of France. And so um, I was asked to chair this roundtable. I'm very honored and pleased about that. And the topic of this roundtable, as you can see, is unraveling overactive bladder on the way to tailor treatment. So the idea here is we're going to see uh, in a very pragmatical way um, uh, on uh, in, in this one hour session, uh, how overactive bladder uh, is not unique, but actually uh, how multiple entities are uh, lumped together in this broad term of uh, overactive bladder. And uh, we'll try to bring some, um, uh, some notion uh, on the underlying pathophysiology of overactive bladder and how us as clinicians can um, uh, have a look, uh, a, a close look uh, at our patient's profile and symptoms, uh, and also uh, at their urodynamics to try to identify the OEB, what we like to call phenotypes or subtypes, uh, meaning the special entities that you have behind the patient's symptoms, and try to see again in a very pragmatical way how this can impact our management. And, and again, the idea of this roundtable is not to uh, get ourselves to 2046, what could happen there. It's really pragmatical how uh, all of us as clinicians right now, we can use those tools and those existing data to uh, change our management, improve our management, and to go towards a very tailored treatment for each of our patients. Uh, so... This is a brief introduction that I wanted to give, and, and, and right away, I'm going to give uh, the, the, the mic to uh, Dr. Stuart Reynolds, which is, uh, who is an associate professor of urology in uh, Nashville, uh, Vanderbilt University, USA, and who has done a tremendous work on um, uh, a, a very important concept, I think, to us, uh, urologists, functional urologists, neurourologists, which is central sensitization and how it may uh, eventually impact uh, our practice in OAB management throughout the, the, the floor is yours. Well, thank you for the introduction. Um, I'm Stu Reynolds. I'm a urologist at Vanderbilt University uh, in Tennessee, USA. 
Um, and I'm going to be talking about central sensitization, which uh, is a, a potential um, a pathophysiologic mechanism underlying overactive bladder and how that can impact on um, the development, the presentation, and the treatment of, of overactive bladder in our patients. Briefly, central sensitization is a uh, afferent hypersensitivity mechanism um, whereby the body's um, uh, 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 afferent nerves are, are, are overly sensitive to uh, various stimuli. Uh, and we have been able to show in some of our work that this is true in the bladder and in patients with overactive bladder. Uh, and so um, as a phenotyping of a potential pathophysiologic mechanism, um, this is uh, uh, one of those pathways. And so, uh, again, I'll be talking about how this implicates or impacts on our management of overactive bladder patients. Great. Thank you very much, Stuart. That's very, very promising. And I have to say uh, here, uh, and to be honest with all of you guys, uh, all the speakers that uh, I uh, invited for this session, uh, I am actually doing a gift to myself. I really wanted to hear those talks to improve myself in my daily practice. So I'm really amazed that all of you guys accepted this invitation because I think myself, uh, I will learn a lot and I'm sure that the attendees will learn a lot too. So thank you, Stuart, again. And I'm going to ask right away to Dr. Claire Enzen, who is a physical medicine and rehabilitation doctor in France, in Paris. Um, uh, Sorbonne University, but also a neurologist, I have to say, to give us a little sense of what she'll be talking about. Uh, Claire, uh, you, you can go ahead. Thank you, Benoit. So I'm Claire Anzen. I work in the neurology department in Paris with Professor Gérard Amarinko. And we used to assess uh, autonomic dysfunction for years now. And recently, some studies highlight uh, a possible imbalance of sympathetic and parasympathetic pathways in patients with uh, idiopathic OAB, or what we call idiopathic OAB. And you know how difficult it could be to, to manage these patients. So probably understanding the, the mechanism uh, underlying OAB could improve our management. So we'd explore this hypothesis of subclinical autonomic dysfunction, and this could, if this could impact the way we manage patients with uh, overactive bladder. Thank you very much, Claire. That's very, very exciting again. And, and same thing here. It may sound very futuristic, but what I think what you will show to us is it's actually real. I mean, we already have some data, and, and we could hypothetically already use some of this to improve our management, right? Yeah, yeah, totally true. So that's that's fantastic. I'm going to jump uh, on uh, uh, Professor Adrian Wag uh, from uh, Canada, Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, Professor Wag, can you tell us a little bit? I, I think I gave you one of the very important topics too, which is, uh, of course, the elderly patient. Because for many reasons, I believe, and I hope you agree, that the elderly OAB patients is a very specific uh, patient and, and we could definitely not manage them the way we manage uh, younger patients, but I, I hope you will tell us a little bit more about that. 
Thank you, Benoit. I think the reason to come along and listen to all of us is clear to give, as you say, some very practical tips. And mine, I guess, dealing with older adults is where OAB is really the consequence of a number of insults and uh, the impact of our treatments very important. So I'll be covering some areas where uh, we should think about uh, the disability associated uh, components of overactive bladder and its impact in older adults, how you might modify other diseases and their treatments to improve the outcomes for OAB, but also the longer term impacts of perhaps the association of a, a high anti-muscarinic load uh, and its potentials for adverse impacts on not both co cognition as has been uh, seen in many associative studies. Um, but the limits of that evidence, building on from some of, I think, Dr. Howard Goldman's state-of-the-art lecture, um, but also then to think about alternative treatments and the uh, to explore further the evidence of treatment in, in older adults. Thank you very much. That's, yeah, very important. And, and we see that it goes way beyond this, like, now, well-accepted idea of anticholinergic burden, etc. Yes, we'll go to that, but there are several other aspects probably that we, we need to emphasize, right? Absolutely. Yes, and we'll be covering some of those. Thank you very much, Professor Wag. And last but not least, my friend, my mentor, I would almost say my everything, uh, <laughs> Dr. Benjamin Brucker from New York University. Uh, so, Benjamin... I was uh, not that nice with you because I gave you a very difficult topic too, which is uh, how your dynamic um, may impact the way uh, we manage those patients. Because, I mean, many of us would do urodynamic in this patient, but is it really helpful how we can use it pragmatically? Uh, what would you say about that? Yeah, well, so uh, thank you. I'm super excited like you are, Benoit, to hear what the other panelists and to hear your insights in terms of phenotyping. I think we all are quite passionate about overactive bladder and, and the different treatments. Um, so we always like a good challenge uh, at NYU. I'm a urologist, Benjamin Brucker at NYU Langone. Um, and I'll look and sort of give you guys the up-to-date data on what is out there on urodynamics and how we might actually have some data points that can drive ultimately the therapies that we choose and ultimately how well patients do. Um, but just as importantly, um, we'll sort of look at expert opinion and sort of see how, how people do things uh, practically when there's not data. That's what we rely on. Um, and, you know, it, in, at the end of the day, uh, you'll decide sort of how you'll ultimately use urodynamics in your practice. Um, but I think these meetings really give you a chance to sort of hit pause and look at how we're doing things and then possibly look to the future at, at other data points we should try to obtain. So I, I thank you for the challenge and I'm looking forward to a great ICS meeting. I think that it's going to be a great panel um, and hopefully very lively discussion. Thank you very much, Benjamin. So indeed... Uh, I think and I hope we convince you that this roundtable is one of the many great reasons to come and join the ICS meeting in Toronto next September. And obviously, the venue is, is amazing. And, and when you have a quick look at the overall program, I think there are like dozens of reasons to, to come and join. But obviously, we hope very much that if you join the ICS meeting, uh, you'll be joining uh, and, and, and come to our session. Uh, as you can see, many great things can be expected from this session. And, and maybe the last thing that I would say is we on purpose spared some time for discussion because uh, I think 
there are like there is a huge uh, matter for discussion here including the four topics that will be covered but also i think oab phenotyping it's even broader than this uh, and of course those are examples of things that you can do in daily practice to tailor the treatment to your individual patient characteristics but there are obviously many others and probably we'll have time to to, to answer questions and, and and discuss on all this so again uh, very much looking forward to it i would like to thank deeply and warmly uh, all the faculty some of them made up very very early in the morning to uh, to, to be with us so uh, I, I wish you all of you guys a great day and see you all in in toronto for the ics meeting international continent society podcast Find out more about the leading organisation in multidisciplinary continents research and education at ics.org.